Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Let's talk about that 2020 presidential primary. Have you heard that's going on? Just maybe? Missouri voters will get a chance to weigh in this Tuesday, and Illinois follows on March 17th. Not surprisingly, St. Louis has been a must-visit for the two remaining major candidates vying to represent the Democratic Party. Former Vice President Joe Biden held a rally at downtown's Keener Plaza on Saturday. St. Louis Public Radio reporter Jason Rosenbaum was there. And here's audio he captured of Biden arguing that he can capture modern vo- moderate voters and the presidency. If you want a nominee to beat Donald Trump, keep the House of Representatives, win back the United States Senate, join us. And by the way, to all of Amy's folks, to all of Pete's folks, to all of Kamala's folks, to all the folks who have Beto's folks, I tell you what, what a gigantic difference is made. We're going to unite this party and unite this country. And that, of course, is former Vice President Joe Biden in St. Louis on Saturday. And just a bit ago, Senator Bernie Sanders kicked off a rally of his own at Stiefel Theater. I met up with Senator Sanders at 1045 this morning. I started out by noting that he came extremely close to winning Missouri in 2016. How did he feel, I asked, at this moment about his chances this year? Well, we'll find out soon enough. Uh, But we think we got a real shot to win. Uh, And I think the reason for that is that is twofold. Number one, if people, Democrats, want to defeat Donald Trump, we are the campaign to do that. We are the campaign that is bringing whole lots of young people and a lot of energy into the political process. We are the campaign that is talking about the issues that impact working families and everybody who believes in justice. So we have, I think, the excitement. And to beat Trump, we're going to need a very, very large voter turnout. I think the same old, same old status quo type of politics is just not good enough to defeat Trump. So we're feeling pretty good. So many of your rival candidates have now thrown in behind your opponent, and there are people saying you can't unify the party. What would you say to that? I really disagree with that. Um, Our agenda is the agenda that brings unity. All right, go around Missouri, go around Illinois. What you'll find is that people understand we have to raise the minimum wage to a living wage, 15 bucks an hour. That brings people together, Republicans, independents, Democrats. People understand that the current healthcare system is not only dysfunctional, it is cruel. We are spending twice as much per person on healthcare as the people of any other country. The average person spends $12,000 a year. We pay the highest prices in the world for prescription drugs. Despite that, 87 million people are uninsured or underinsured. People can't go to the doctor. And one of the crises we face right now with this coronavirus is we're worried. People have a symptom, but they're uninsured. What does that mean? They're gonna go to work the next day, spread the virus? So we have a completely dysfunctional, cruel system. Half a million people go bankrupt because of medically-related debt. People of Missouri understand that we need to move forward to what every other country does, guarantee health care to all, through a Medicare for all single-payer system. So bottom line, we think we have the agenda that speaks to working people, that speaks to the hopes and vision of young people. People come out and vote. I think we're going to do just fine. Now, healthcare is a major employer here. What would you say to people who work in that industry? Maybe they support Medicare for all, but they're terrified about how that's going to affect their own bottom line. Well, what I say is we cannot just... And by the way, that is exactly the same question as is asked with regard to climate change. We are coal miners who are beautiful people working hard, people in our oil rigs who are working hard. So what we have done both in climate change and in healthcare is to say, you are not our enemy. If you're sitting in an office today... You're a worker. You're looking at the most, and Bernie Sanders has the strongest pro-worker voting record of anybody in Congress. 
So what we have built in both to climate change legislation and healthcare legislation is what we call a just transition, okay? And that is we are going to give you years and years, five years of income, of healthcare, of educational opportunity uh, in order to once again earn, get the jobs that you need in both cases, climate change and in healthcare. But you cannot sustain an economy dependent upon fossil fuels that is destroying the planet. And in terms of healthcare, we are wasting $500 billion a year on administration because we have thousands of separate plans. Last year, the healthcare industry made $100 billion in profits. That is not a rational healthcare system. We have got to provide health care to all people as a human right through a Medicare for all single-payer program. But to answer your question, it's a good question, we absolutely understand that there's going to be a transition, and we make it a just transition. We protect those people who might lose their jobs. You mentioned coronavirus. We've recently had our very first case here in St. Louis County. How would a Sanders presidency be handling this differently than President Trump? Well, you know, actually, later on this afternoon in Detroit, we're going to do a roundtable with some leading experts on that issue. Uh, and I think the, the bottom line answer is that I believe in science. And a Sanders administration will bring together the best researchers, the best doctors, the most knowledgeable people in the world to help us combat what is obviously not just an American issue, but a global issue. Uh, we have a president who really, I mean, he, every day he says one absurd thing after another, which really makes a bad situation much worse. Uh, I don't think you have the serious researchers and the scientists and the scientific institutions in this country who trust this president. So, I mean, there are a number of things you have to do, but basically you have to listen to scientists and have the scientists lead the effort, uh, not uh, Mike Pence, who, when he dealt with the HIV virus uh, in his own state, you know, really did a terrible, terrible job. Uh, so that, that would be the overall answer. I mean, a lot of specifics, but that's the overall answer. So with the stock market um, in such trouble today, it's off to a terrible start, and coronavirus and all these things people are, are anxious about. Are you worried that people are going to, to turn conservative? They're going to be afraid of revolution well, when everything is so revolution. much in flux. I mean, th this is what's happening now, all right? You have the coronavirus, and I think most people perceive that we have an anti-science administration not giving us the confidence we need to address this very terrible situation. You have an anti-science administration that rejects even the reality that climate change is real. You have an administration and a president who, to be frank with you, does not believe in the Constitution of the United States, who's running a corrupt administration, who is a pathological liar. All of that is instability, all right? We come forward, our administration will be infinitely more stable I mean, we believe in science. Uh, we believe in a government that represents working families, not just the 1%. We believe in international cooperation, not building walls all over the place, which is one of the impediments we're having now under Trump and dealing with climate change, dealing with the coronavirus. We have a, a global community that has to work together. So. So last question for you. Joe Biden was here this weekend, and he hit really hard the idea that he's the one lifelong Democrat in the race, sort of giving you trouble over your independent status in Congress. What would you say to St. Louis Democrats who might be worried about that? Well, uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but last I heard, actually, there are more independents than there are Democrats or Republicans. So, you know, I, last I heard, Democrats have a, independents have a right to vote. I am a member of the Democratic leadership. Call up Chuck Schumer, I'll tell you, I'm one of the 10 leaders of the Democratic Party in the Senate, been a member of the Democratic Caucus for the last 30 years. So, you know, uh, what our job is, is to bring this country together. And that means making sure that we get 
as many Democrats out the vote to defeat Trump, as many independents as we can. And I think there are some Republicans out there who are disgusted with Trump's behavior. I think we're the campaign to do that. That was Senator Bernie Sanders this morning at Stiefel Theater. His rally kicked off at 11 a.m. And we should note, we did also reach out to the Biden campaign seeking a one-on-one interview, but we got only a form response. So joining me in studio to talk about all the latest news in the Democratic primary is St. Louis Public Radio political reporter Joe Manis. Joe, welcome to the program. Oh, well, thanks for having me. So Senator Sanders at Stiefel Theater, Joe Biden at Keener Plaza, Jill Biden is back in town at the Cheshire Hotel tonight. Why so much attention to St. Louis? Well, because especially Especially after what happened on Super Tuesday last week, you've got Missouri, uh, Michigan, handful of other states. Then you've got Illinois and some others next week. Frankly, by next week, if not by tomorrow, it'll be the stage will be pretty set for who's going to probably be the nominee. In some ways, this is uh, Bernie's last stand from the standpoint if he does not do well in Michigan and in Missouri. Um, I think it will be difficult for him. And one thing I want to emphasize, uh, two things. First, in the Democratic Party, the delegates are allocated proportionally. So if there is a close finish, let's say between him and Biden, uh, whoever's on top may get another delegate or two. I mean, Hillary Clinton narrowly defeated uh, Bernie Sanders in 2016 in Missouri and in Illinois. But her, her delegate take, the net Edge was like two. It was I mean, almost equal. Yeah, yeah. So there was very little difference. Uh, Republicans still have winner take all in many states. But so my point is, is that what Biden is trying to do at this point, because he had several strong states where he got most of the, he had blowouts, which then give him a lot of delegates. He may have that in Mississippi um, tomorrow. So. What you're seeing is Biden is trying to nail this down, which is one of the reasons he's got he's trying to get all these other figures behind him. Sanders is trying to have a comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he has a strong ground game. Sanders has always had a strong ground game in Missouri and in other states. And the polls that you see in, in Missouri and Michigan that are showing a decent size edge for Biden, frankly, they don't mean much in presidential primaries because their turnouts are lower. So it's not. So it's also who gets their people out. Well, Sanders has always prided himself on being, having more reliable voters. Mm-hmm. So the issue will be: Will Biden's uh, new coalition, so to speak, show up? I mean, he's the what really got Biden back in the game were African American voters. Mm-hmm. Will they stick with him? Uh, will they stick with him in large numbers? And will they show up tomorrow? I mean. In Missouri, um, the demographics of Democratic Party voters, are African-American voters a large part of that? It's about a quarter. Okay. And it can be more, as I said, in a primary, because the whole thing is who shows up. Mm-hmm. And um, the higher the turnout, I think, the better it is for Biden, uh, because that means you've got voters who maybe don't always turn out, but they're showing up for him. Whereas for Sanders, if it's a lower turnout... It helps Sanders uh, because Sanders people are more reliable and they're expected to show up no matter what. Do you think the Missouri race is Biden's to lose at this point or do we just not know who who has this in the hand yet? Well, we're not real sure. Now, one of the things that interests me, I talked to election officials just a couple of days ago, um, is that the overall turnout projections for Missouri have been lower than 2016. Hmm. Well, 2016, we had hot contests in both parties. 
Okay, but when I was talking to uh, election officials in the city and the county late Friday, the number of absentee ballots that have been cast or turned in for uh, either mail-in or showing up at the counter is actually ahead of 2016. More absentee ballots yes. than the wildly contested Republican field brought last year, last time around. Right. That's fascinating. So, so here's the thing. Assuming that most of those are not Republicans because there's no big contest over there, Trump's going to get them, uh, that would mean that most of those ballots are being cast by Democrats. And if that's the case, then at least in St. Louis and St. Louis County, you would actually end up not only with a higher turnout than 2016, but a higher Democratic turnout in 2016, which is important for the Democrats who are in pretty bad shape in Jeff City. Mm -hmm. So this is something they're going to be looking at. Is to, if that if did they get higher turnout than expected in Kansas City? Does that mean their base is energized? Because mm-hmm. in Missouri, most of the Democrats are congregated in the St. Louis area, Kansas City, and then that pocket in Columbia. So um, it, one of the things they won't know till they start actually opening up the absentee ballots on Tuesday because they don't open them up until Tuesday morning. And that's when they'll know what party they're from. Okay. And if they're Democrats, that that speaks well. That's an early signal, even as the polls open at 6 a.m. and people actually vote. So we don't know if there'll be, there'll be lines tomorrow. That's that's the other thing. Um, in, in St. Louis County, they have new voting machines. So that could slow things down. So that could slow things down. There's been some changes in some of the polling places. So that's going to be, it's all these things that kind of throw in. A lot of variables. Yes, yes. It'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow. Uh, St. Louis Public Radio reporter uh, Joe Manis, thank you for joining us today. Well, thanks for asking me. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.